Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Giggity, giggity. Yeah! Is that a, a whip crack or is that a uh, a 22 rifle? I thought it was, is that a whip crack or are you just glad to see me? Yeah. <laughs> Bay West. I like that. Uh, all right, last night's meeting, Committee of the Whole, uh, where they uh, deal with ordinances that are going to either go on consent, where everybody agrees, or are they going to go on debates, where they will debate it further. Uh, about an hour and a half meeting last night, and a lot covered. We're going to focus on um, a couple of major things. One, uh, a new program from CWLP for uh, businesses, small businesses in particular, to get some relief for their utilities. Uh, and a lot about uh, enforcement, especially with uh, COVID-19 still spreading and uh, you've got restaurants that are closed down. They're looking for parity in enforcement with big box stores. So we'll get to that conversation as well here. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Thanks to Head West Subs for sponsoring the Council Roundup here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. But we start last night with the Committee of the Whole Chairwoman, Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. She says there's a presentation to be had. Presentations. I think Chief Riney would like to come up and take his uh, last bow and give us a little update. His, his last bow is like, his, no, it makes him sound like he's going to be executed or something. Up the right. What do you want for your final meal? <laughs> exactly. Uh, here he is uh, giving a little bit of an update on the status of fire crew uh, and COVID-19. I believe we're down to 11 that are either quarantined or positive. Uh, most of our quarantine have been due to family members, not uh, exposure on the job, so that's good. And I believe we have uh, three or four that are returning this week. So they're also looking at, um, at getting some partnerships on uh, surveillance testing to make sure they mm -hmm. just continue testing uh, these first responders. Uh, Champaign's lucky enough to have the University of Illinois in their backyard, and we're lucky enough to have uh, the University of Illinois Springfield in ours. So we've reached out to them, and uh, we're going to uh, begin uh, surveillance testing of our firefighters, which should help identify which the, the ones that are, in my opinion, the most uh, dangerous, and that are the firefighters that are walking around with it that have no symptoms. And we've had probably five positives in the last month that never had any symptoms. They would not have known they had it, but for the fact that we sent them to get tested because they happened to be exposed to somebody. You know, I think that this is probably going to be, um, you know, on a, on a macro level, uh, this is going to be like the story of 2020. People who aren't sick are, you know, spreading this thing. Sure. You know, how, how much have we heard uh, of, you know, somebody being asymptomatic? I, we've heard a ton of that. A lot. And then they test and they're like, I'm sick? What? Right. And we've heard we've heard a lot of reports, too, that say asymptomatic people don't spread it. Right. So, you know, it's, so it's confusing. just so confusing. Uh, Alderman McMiniman uh, wants a little more information on other first responders. Yes. Chief, do you know how we're doing with SPD and any quarantine and positives at SPD? Uh, I believe they have some. I don't think their numbers were as bad as ours ever, uh, but uh, they've had their hills and valleys too, and I don't have an exact number. 
so maybe we should uh, get an update on that because uh, I would imagine that they also have similar uh, problems when it comes to you know dealing with the public and possibly dealing with COVID nineteen uh, positive uh, uh, clients, so to speak. Yeah, uh, and who's the guy ringing the doorbell at I Chief Riney's house? You know, I don't know if that was like the Zoom because you know I think there were everybody was on Zoom except for the mayor was in the uh, council chambers and I think Chief Riney was in the council chambers as well. But uh, yeah, just uh, par for the Zoom course. Um, so after the report, uh, Alderwoman DeCinso. Under different circumstances, we would, I'm sure, be presenting you a plaque or something <laughs> equally cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your service. It's been a pleasure working with you. I think I can speak for everyone. Yeah. Um, so don't be a stranger. Stay in touch. And Absolutely. best of luck to you moving forward. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Thanks, Chief. Good job, Chief. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, maybe we'll see another send-off for the Chief sometime. I don't know. But uh, in this era, it's, uh, you know, we don't have the typical um, pomp and circumstance that we see when uh, a director uh, retires, yeah. for instance. Um, moving on to other issues. Uh, this is, I think, important. Uh, it's a, an ordinance that popped up for a new program to help small businesses in Springfield, especially when it comes to the, your, their utilities. An ordinance proposing a COVID relief, CWLP, small business assistance program using the environmental and regulatory initiatives and rebate fund ERIRF and a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $500,000 for the city of Springfield office of public utilities. So they're going to get half a million dollars out of a fund set aside for rebates and environmental issues and use it to uh, give rebates to small businesses. Uh, Here's CWLP's Doug Brown explaining a bit more about who uh, is impacted by this. We have seen an increase in the uh, people that are signing up for our payment plans and uh, we've actually seen an increase in some of the people that are actually paying their bills too. So um, you know, it's, it's it's kind of their choice if they want to if they have the of the funds and they want to do that. They could that that's fine by us. Um, but um, we you know we're also trying to get them uh, also signed up for uh, the different financial aid packages that are out there for uh, our customers as well. Alderwoman Turner uh, asked a, a direct question: Are these funds only available for small businesses? And we'll hear from Doug Brown exactly um, who is eligible for this coming up. Stay tuned. It is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Still to come, we'll hear uh, questions about equal enforcement of COVID-19 mitigation, especially for big box stores, uh, and a lot of back and forth on that. So stay tuned. It's on the way here with the Council Roundup on WMAY. Stay informed. Stay connected. So uh, a new program making its way through the city council was put on consent agenda from CWLP to dip into a fund and give half a million dollars worth of rebates to small businesses. This does only impact small businesses. Here's uh, CWLP's uh, Doug Brown uh, explaining just exactly uh, you know the, the scope of this. That really generally characterizes it as more of a small business type um you know, companies uh, that are out there that are the reason commercial why, customers. The reason why I was asking is because um, it, is it possible I, that uh, we could divert some of these funds? To, I, I saw where the Roundup program, they were accepting um, applications for that starting December 1st. So Not this Roundup program. <laughs> 
<laughs> just so we're clear, a different kind of roundup program. Uh, that program was actually uh, spearheaded by, uh, I believe, former Alderman Sam Canman back in the day, Chris. Uh, what it did is it allowed people to uh, take their utility bills and uh, round up to the nearest dollar and that you know pocket change would be put into a fund and the fund was meant to help uh, uh, homeless populations in the city. Uh, so she was, uh, you know, looking at that as an option and possibly working in this this rebate option to help those uh, who you know, are in the residential category of uh, CWLP customers, not just the small business category. Uh, and she said that, you know, it's nothing against small businesses, but there's still a lot of people out there um, who are struggling as residential consumers. Uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder sounding off on a couple of different options that are available. There's uh, two options. One, they currently go through, and Doug can explain that, uh, through the LIHEAP program through Capital Township. I know they have funds, and then the state offers residential assistance, uh, so there's assistance through residents out there so you've got a state option you've got uh, the uh, low-income heating assistance program LIHEAP uh, you've also got uh, you know other just general welfare programs through townships I've been meaning to look at how townships are are, are handling uh, the COVID-19 pandemic because you know people don't realize that townships are there specifically for uh, welfare assistance, uh, and they have pots of money of their own that they collect in taxes, uh, and a lot of it is meant to go and help those who are, you know, down on their luck, need some food, need some heating assistance, need some rental assistance, and so on. Um, so that's that's definitely something I've been uh, putting on the back burner to, to evaluate. Uh, but the mayor giving those a uh, couple of different options out there, he uh, continues. Prepare a separate ordinance if we want to uh, go that route for residents, but right now they have... Uh, alternative funding options that older woman turner continues with uh, her point of focusing on uh, residential customers and i would ask that uh, corporation council prepare a companion ordinance that would provide funding for uh residential uh customers alderman hanauer He's got some concerns going back to the original ordinance about this fund that the half a million dollars for small businesses and their utilities uh, is going to come from. And that's a fund dealing with uh, rebates and also environmental uh, issues. And Hanauer just worries about, uh, you know, open up a can of worms here. Um, because, it, I mean, I just I, I don't want to. Uh, start down this rabbit hole to where we start dipping into the spun for for every little thing. So, um, uh, you know, the the whole purpose of it is to to look at um, the the ash ponds and other environmental cleanups that we have that we're going to be required to do, and we know we're going to be required to do, so we don't uh, have to increase our uh, our um, our electric rates um, to cover it. Uh, and thus hurting everybody in the community. Yeah, uh, and something that you got to consider if you're going to be giving money out, it's gonna come, it's got to come from somewhere, Chris. Absolutely, you know that 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 is a good point. Doug Brown uh, from CWLP. Just because you know the, what we're doing here is going to help probably about 250 businesses. Could be a little bit more than that, depending upon you know their what their needs are. Um, so. That's much much smaller amount of paperwork essentially for the staff to handle. A lot of the other the other programs that are out there, we're not the ones that decide that how they're administered. So um, we might have to you know actually work with another agency to 
to go through and approve of who gets the funding, you know, for any new program that's created for residential. Because a lot of these programs try not to overlap. Right. If you're getting a, a grant from the state, then you're probably not eligible for a city level grant and vice versa. Uh, so those types of things need to be hammered out. But right now, the only focus is going to be on uh, this this program uh, for half a million dollars in utility relief for uh, small businesses. Uh, but uh, Alderman Redpath has an idea that uh, he hopes the mayor uh, moves forward on. I was planning to come tonight with a proposal to uh, to ask the mayor to look into a utility holiday for at least a one-month period for the industry that was hit the hardest on this, the restaurants and the bars. So a month uh, holiday where they don't have to pay anything. Ooh. Uh, wouldn't that be interesting, right? Uh, but How of much course, is that going to cost? Exactly oh. right. I guess I don't know what the how broad you're going to apply a, that. Basically, giving them a free month of, of utilities in order to try to help get caught back up. Some of these people are paying uh, upwards of five thousand dollars a month for utilities. Um, well, we have to look at the impact for that. I don't have that kind of fiscal information with me. Um, this is you know capped at five hundred thousand, so we kind of know what the impact is. Yeah. So, uh, what is the impact going to be for the? If we do like a holiday of sorts, and you can't sure. really technically do a holiday, uh, the mayor uh, talked about how the the ordinance that's in front of uh, Alderman now, with the half a million dollars for utilities, is it allows for like a six month smoothing of it. Uh, so there's uh, different types of financial tricks that are played instead of just giving you know a month free. Uh, there may be rebates involved or something sure. along those lines. Uh, so we'll uh, come back after the news here and tackle the question of the uniformity when it comes to enforcing COVID-19 mitigation. Of course, restaurants and bars can't have indoor service, and we've seen the county to health department uh, enforce that with fines and stripping of licenses. Uh, but what about the big box stores? Is there going to be that level of enforcement if they go over the uh, 25% for general merchandise and 50% for uh, grocery stores. So we'll hear some of the concerns there coming up. Chris, we typically update people on the unemployment situation on Thursdays. Uh, they just put out that report today because tomorrow is a holiday. So the U.S. Department of Labor reporting that Illinois saw another uh, uh, another 64,000 people file for unemployment in just one week. Wow. It's 18, in a short week. 18,000 more than the week before. Yeah. So we're going in the wrong direction. For and again, time. just a four-day week or four business days. Well, that would have been, it would have been last week. Um, so it's a week delayed. Um, okay. So the next week report might include an extra day. I, I don't know exactly how um, they characterize that, but they did release that report today. So another 18,000-plus uh, people filed for unemployment uh, more than the week before for a total of around 64,000 just in one week alone. That's incredible. Uh, continuing on with the council roundup, uh, and we're uh, now getting into what may be leading to some of that uh, unemployment, and that's the uh, issue of mitigation on businesses. Bars and restaurants can't have indoor service, uh, so that's uh, that's a that's a problem. Uh, it means you can't have as many employees. But Alderman Hanauer, uh, with last night's Springfield City Council meeting here with the council roundup, brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. It's only on WMAY. Uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer, uh, he he raised concern about uh, even-handed uh, enforcement of COVID nineteen mitigation. Dan, go. And go, go. One, two, three, go. 
And one, two, three. <laughs> the, this computer's like um, you've got to give it some some leadway, right? You you got to give it at least a minute to to get its engine going. Yeah, right. And then it, and then it'll do what you want it to do. Exactly. You know, it, I'm telling you, man. Computers nowadays they're not expensive. We have some of the greatest computer builders in America, right here on in this, this sta- radio in this, station in yes. this city, right here, BLH, and we can, yeah we have that. computer. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. And it just gave me that uh, that 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 gray overlay on oh, the program, nice. you know, where it's like, and it's Our got the spinning wheel. Our are running as fast as they can. <laughs> yeah. All right, one, two, three, go. Last week I had mentioned about uh, my concern about Black Friday, and I've had a chance to talk to bar and restaurant owners, and they're watching. Uh, they're watching very, very intently to see what happens on Black Friday because if it's crazy out, we're going to have some, have some explaining to do. Yeah. And I realize people have to wear masks, all that stuff, but it's still not right. We're letting the big box stores get away with murder, and we're we're hitting the little guy for uh, jaywalking. That's uh, yeah. Um... That's a pretty. That's uh, a pretty compelling point. Yeah. Um. So he continues on, and he makes several, I think, really important points. And there's some uh, rebuttal back and forth with the likes of Alderman and McMiniman. We'll get to as well here at the council roundup. But more of hand hour. But they're getting uh, health inspectors coming by multiple times a week. It's almost borderline of of uh, harassment. So. Um, it's yeah. You get you get you know uh, health inspectors show up four times a week. Sure. Holy cow! Come on. Yeah. No. In fairness, Walgreens or Walgreens, Walmart got uh, Lejeune Drive did get fined. Sure. Not well, not doing the mask. Thing, okay. So yeah, but I mean, but I mean, we gotta. You, he, That's one Ralph big box store. Exactly right. You know, it's like we've got to have even yeah. enforcement. Some of these small people will tell you they've seen inspectors three, four times. Mm-hmm. Since mm-hmm. this went down, uh, ultimately it's 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 a mess. Uh, Hanauer says the rules seem to change in the middle of things. A lot of them rented tents. Now they can't. They can only put two sides up on their tents. Well, nobody's gonna want to spend you know spend time in a tent when it's <laughs> thirty below or thirty <laughs> degrees outside and, right. and sleeting. So. <laughs> I, With two flaps open. Well, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good time to me, Chris. <laughs> I'm not an apologist, but I do love snow. Uh, however, I don't think I'd want to. You would want to. You would want to eat a nice steak dinner in the middle of a snowstorm. With snow <laughs> no, blowing on your medium eh, rare steak dinner. Not so much. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Hanauer also said there's going to have to be some splaining to do. If, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks here, we don't see things reverse. A few weeks when numbers are, aren't going up and we've shut the, the restaurants down, we're going to have to explain to them why shutting them down didn't help the numbers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. If we don't see uh, even less than two weeks here, because what? These mitigations, they've been handing out fines for the past week. Right? Yeah, and they've been, that, yeah. So if we don't see the numbers going down, what does that say? You're right. Great point. What is that? There's going to have to be explaining to do. Yep. If they're telling us this, that the shutdown works and bent the curve and so on. Well, if we're destroying an industry in this state, uh, saying that that's the culprit, that's the problem. 
and then we don't see the numbers uh, come down, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. Uh, and I think it'll just build more distrust uh, in these types of efforts. Uh, Hanauer continues. Um, because, yeah, people may not be eating Thanksgiving dinner with all their family, but they're going to go shopping, and it's going to be crazy. And I predict it. I just think we're going to have some ex- a lot of uh, some explaining to do to the bars and restaurants. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's right on that. So uh, we'll of course monitor that. Uh, and the mayor sounded off. We talked about other issues that are going on um, when it comes to you know just the the information uh, that uh, it seems mixed. How are we getting the positivity rates? And then you've got uh, the county just north of us, and they're not enforcing while Sangamon County is. And there's some misinformation from health officials being spread. The, he explicitly said that uh, Gail O'Neill was mistaken, saying that Springfield is the reason for the spread in Menard County. Uh, and I didn't hear that uh, from Gail O'Neill, but uh, the mayor did say that last night. Um, but he also talked about how like, a big box store capacity, it's, uh, you know, a Lowe's, for instance. They've got uh, the capacity of 4,000 people, so 25% of that's 1,000 people. Uh, and you've got other big box stores. But I think Hanauer is just simply looking for more enforcement uh, and more monitoring of the big box stores, at least to the level that uh, some of these restaurants are getting hit up with. Um, so moving on here uh, to, let me see, across that. So let's get to Alderman Joe McMiniman, uh, who raises some concerns in response to Hanauer. Well, in Lowe's. Well, that's the mayor clip about the big box stores. Let's go right to uh, McMiniman. But let's not ignore the significant differences between the bar and restaurant uh, social activity and the activity in the big box stores. He said socializing at a restaurant, you go in, you take a mask down to eat and drink, and then you're talking with people at a table, and that could be where there's more spread. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he said that, you know, a lot of the socialization of the restaurant scene, um, it it could lead to more spread. That's why they're targeted so much, McMiniman said. Bar and restaurant activity is typically discretionary activity, whereas much of the activity at the hardware store or the... uh, grocery store has good examples is not discretionary activity you need to have food to put on the table or whatever Hanauer uh, took a little offense to that uh this idea uh, getting back to you know certain businesses are essential and others aren't i get it you know we you need food you need groceries you need pipes for your home you need uh, the auto repair shop to be able to get uh, your car ready to go to a medical appointment totally get that concept but when you have mass annihilation of small business jobs in the form of servers and bartenders and the supply chain that's associated with that sure. uh, and the income they make from their tips and whatnot, then you start seeing that, you know what, every job's essential. And you've got a, a an indiscrepancy between how these are all being enforced as well with uh you know earlier on in the pandemic uh the small shoe store was closed but uh the you know high v could stay open and they started selling shoes chris yep. i saw that in the high v aisles in like may and whenever we were in those hard lockdown they were selling shoes at the at the flipping grocery store yeah <laughs> because they were allowed to stay open uh-huh 
<sighs> uh, so there's that inconsistency there. Uh, but Alderman Hanauer, uh, you know, raising issue with, uh, you know, discretionary spending uh, being at bars and restaurants. Yeah, everybody, you know, it's discretionary spending at bars and restaurants, but so is Black Friday. So is Black Friday. It's the biggest shopping event in the, in the uh, of the year. Now, I'm not trying to be bah humbug, you know, try to be Scrooge or anything like that. But I'm just saying we got to be consistent on what we do. Now, Police Chief Kenny Winslow did say that they will be out and enforcing this uh, during Black Friday. uh, And right now, I would imagine. uh, So we'll see what happens for Black Friday. And, of course, we'll be live. So I'd love to hear from you uh, as you're out shopping what you're seeing out there. Uh, one last thing. Uh, I just like to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, free unlimited Zoom for Thanksgiving. <laughs> get your second <laughs> helping of Zoom. And get a flu shot. <laughs> and get a flu shot. <laughs> and get a flu shot. All right, that's your council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.